My name is Eli for anyone listening out there. Um, so you may have saw uh, by the email that went out that tonight's talk is about belonging. Um, I personally feel very drawn uh, to, the, to the topic. Uh, in a sense, in Buddhism, we often uh, reflect that there are not words for certain Pali words uh, that translate in, into English and, um, or a modern, modern day language. I feel belonging is kind of the other way around, or at least I haven't found an exact um, old school uh, word to, to point at belonging. And for me, it's kind of the center of my, my practice. Uh, and like I said, <clears throat> excuse me, for work, I'm, I, I'm a, I don't know if I mentioned this, I'm uh, the Director of Diversity, Inclusion, and Belonging for Zen Center. So I wanted to start with a, a quote that I think is very Buddhist in nature um, by a very Buddhist person, at least in my opinion, Maya Angelou. And uh, she has a quote that says, you are only free when you realize you belong no place. You belong every place. No place at all. The price is high. The reward is great. So tonight um, we'll be exploring what it means to have a sense of belonging. It's, uh, belonging itself is a very, very vast topic. So I'm going to only give you kind of a sliver of what it means to me uh, and how it expresses itself in my life. Uh, my hope is to just really spark your curiosity, uh, your interest in pursuing what it means to have your own sense of belonging. I hope that you leave contemplating what belonging means to you, what stops you from uh, experience, experiencing a sense of belonging. Um, even coming in here to, tonight, uh, I'm sure that we all had to do some type of adjusting, uh, leaning in, leaning out, uh, in, in an attempt to try to find uh, a sense of belonging. Perhaps uh, a sense of belonging is something you've already cultivated for yourself, um, and in which case I really request that at the end of this little spiel, you, you come up here and do tell us all. Because uh, like I said, this is a very ongoing an active practice for myself. As Buddhist uh, practice suggests, uh, it is important that we cultivate an internal sense of belonging so that we can pay it forward to others uh, that need a sense or a feeling of connection and belonging. This is very similar with uh, the kind of laws, you could say, of, of compassion. As I said, uh, exploration of what belonging um, is extremely fast and vast, and there's a lot that speaks to the needs of people and what we need to, to have that sense. A large portion of uh, people believe, I think, that uh, belonging is something that is offered from the outside. I'm personally of the, the camp that I believe that belonging is something that's internally cultivated, um, and really just the same way that we relate to Buddhism or excuse me, suffering in Buddhism. And I'll, I'll touch on that a little bit more later. And while this sense of belonging is ultimately internally produced, it's also, I think, uh, important to recognize that uh, people have many different felt sense of belonging. Uh, so some of us need to feel belonging in our own mind. Um, some of us are searching to find belonging in our own body. Some people uh, are trying to find sense of belonging in their immediate environment. 
with a single person or perhaps with animals. And then, of course, there's large groups of people, society, and the world. Uh, as humans, a sense of belonging is something that we actually need from birth in order to survive. Uh, we are amongst one of the vulnerable uh, species, and really, upon birth, cannot do anything if someone does not even you know, uh, pick us up and give us food. So somatically speaking, I think that uh, the sense of belonging is something we're hardwired uh, to be looking for and that we need to, to survive. Uh, and as we develop in the world, uh, we may more associate that with the need to feel connected to a tribe, to feel safe and protected. There's a, basically, it's a very important emotion is what I'm trying to get at. Uh, Dharma teacher Zenju Earthland Manual um, who I hope some of you know, and if you don't, uh, do the knowledge, uh, had a teaching about belonging, and she said the most per, uh, pervasive and fundamental emotion from which all others uh, surface within the lived experience of having been raced, sexualized, and gendered is the, de- excuse me, is the desire to belong. The pursuit of love by belonging comes our single greatest activity. So... You know, as I said, even coming in here and, and when you leave from here, just notice at any given time how much uh, of you is, is given um, to trying to, to reach a sense of belonging. And uh, these great activities include waking up. So I was going to want to share a small little anecdotal uh, tale of, of this morning. So I woke up and my wife and I, uh, who live next door, Got to the uh, kind of foot of the bed where we do when the alarm went off, and uh, we noticed all of a sudden that we were talking about how tired we were, and started to kind of go into a story of our day of how uh, impacted we would be, and so instantly, um, I caused a sense of not belonging to the day. Uh, there was a part of me that actually felt that I'm not going to configure to to what I want to today. And this happens very, very easily. We have a very discriminating mind. Um, and if, especially if we uh, just leave it up to our own accord, it's very easy to fall into a um, habitual pattern of constantly noting and trying to put reference to the ways that we just don't fit in or feel a sense of um, disease. And so basically, I think our life can be centered around uh, feelings of not belonging. The need to belong is also at the basis of our journey as human beings and stands at the base of the way that we experience ourselves. As children, if we don't feel a sense of belonging, we're not able to establish establish connection in our life. And this um, actually causes us to go into survival mode and... Uh, this kind of way, again, that we attune to things will get played out over and over if we are not conscientious of it. And I actually don't think that that just happens when we're children. I think that it's just as true for us um, as adults. As I uh, now am a parent, I'm learning how important it is to support Maya, my little daughter, um, the ability to resource a sense of belonging and belief in herself. And I have a confession to make. Uh, I recently made a huge error, which uh, 
I'm going to speak to, and it's not that huge, um, but I think that it points to the, the fragility um, of our sense of belonging and how it's cultivated. So like I said, she's five years old, um, and I love her to death. And uh, I've always been a soccer player. It's the only sport I really played growing up. And so this year, uh, she decided, or we decided, to introduce her to to soccer. And in the past couple of years, um, you know, I think she knows soccer by name. And, and I kind of explained to her, you don't use your hands, you kick the ball, but that's about it. And so when she got out onto the field, there were no real knowledge of any rules um, or expectations so when she showed up it was a beautiful experience oh i also say i'm like competitive to the point where it's kind of a problem like people will not play board games with me that know me like i'm, I'm serious they like think it brings out this monster personality so anyway she's out there and she's running around she's kicking the ball it is the most beautiful thing um again because she's just kind of following the the others that know kind of how to go back and forth around and just think she's part of the crowd um she's in sheer jubilation. Um, anyways, I could go on about that. But uh, so we, we got done with that. And over the, the next couple of days, um, I was kind of speaking about her like I am now. Very much in, in a state of endearment. And uh, so her, her nanny came over, Eleanor. Uh, and this was maybe like on a Wednesday. Anyways. And I start to, to go into it with Eleanor because she's known... Uh, Maya since since uh, she was a baby and I'm talking about just how pure of an effort was put forth uh, how wholehearted her effort was and um, again being that I'm competitive and Eleanor knows that side of me I said it's just beautiful because she actually did not know what to do or what she was doing so she was just having fun um, and uh, what else did I say it was yeah, more or less that, that it was very sweet because she didn't understand uh, the same way that the other kids did and there was just a certain lightness about it. So anyway, the, the day passes and the next day her shin guards come in, which are, if you don't know, there's little leg protectors. And she was very excited when we ordered them. They're, they're pink and they have stars on them. So they got in and I'm like, Maya, let's try on your shin guards. Let's go outside and you know play a little bit. And she's like, no, I don't want to play. I'm like, what's going on? And I keep pressing her and, and, and her mom too. And she's, no, I don't want to play. And actually she started going to a tantrum and really, really getting upset in a way that's not normal for Maya. So we have her calm down and then we keep trying to approach her and find out what's going on. And she starts saying, well, it's too, I get too tired. Oh, no, you run around like crazy. Okay. No, it's, it's too hot out there. I just don't want to play. And then a little later in the conversation, she goes, okay, fine, I'll, I'll go and I can watch on the sideline. I can do that. And I'm like, man, I really should play. So anyways, day comes that we're about to go to soccer and, and I've been thinking about it and I, you know, I stopped her and I'm like, hey, Maya, can I talk to you for a second? And I approached her and I said, love, I, I think I might've said something that, that could have maybe hurt your feelings. And I, I just want, I'm curious. And so... I kind of explained the same stuff that I was telling to Eleanor, and I said, hey, I, if you thought that like not knowing how to play is bad, it's, it's really not. I was, just, I was just very touched and inspired by how you're playing. I like how you play. And I'm like, if you were having fun, that's the right thing. That's you know, um, what the point was. And, 
Anyways, we went on for a little while and she just goes, Papa, soccer's just too tricky for me. I don't get it. And Tasha's crushed. Anyways, I was able to touch up and repair, thankfully. Um, and I, I know there's things that I will miss. And I'm guessing, uh, you know, even though I, she has returned to soccer in, in full spirit, um, it just really occurred to me how fragile um, kids can be. Because in my message, she basically felt like she did not belong playing soccer. And it impacted her. And I was lucky enough to... to catch it. So anyways, ultimately I was uh, able to restore her a sense of belonging uh, on the field and uh, a sense of belonging to things even if they're new. And in this instance I got um, uh, excuse me, I got uh, lucky and was able to, to patch things up. But if uh, you just pause for a second and um, I'll stop talking and just for, even for a minute if you can just scale back in your memory and try to, to, to maybe identify the first real time that you uh, felt a sense of non-belonging. Yeah, we don't have to go too deep into it, but just give yourself a, uh, a little nice embrace if you feel comfortable doing that in front of others. So the uh, so the big difference between when we are children and as we grow up is uh, the sense of belonging is something that we actually should and I hope become more responsible for cultivating uh, and then we're less re- uh, reliant on the outside world or outside forces to bring forth a sense of connection uh, and to me this lack of belonging or sense of disconnect is synonymous with uh, how the buddha teaches to suffering and who knows what the buddha taught around suffering you can just yell it out Four Noble Truths. Okay. Uh, so if you don't know the Four Noble Truths, please do go look it up. But I, I was thinking, and I feel that it actually uh, maps onto belonging. So uh, the first truth is that the absence of belonging exists. It could also be seen as loneliness. The second is uh, there is a reason why we experience an absence of belonging. The third is we can address that reason. We can reestablish a sense of belonging. And uh, with suffering, uh, we would uh, follow the Eightfold Path, which is a whole nother talk. And instead of the Eightfold Path will be healthy uh, in this context, but I also would suggest the path, excuse me, this mask, Path of Peace, uh, which is an acronym that I'll go over in a moment. And that's a way to cultivate Uh, sense of belonging. So what are the factors of belonging? Uh, Like I said, belonging is a very, very individual um, feeling or experience to cultivate. And just as we all come to practice with so many different causes and conditions of how we've experienced suffering, um, belonging is the same. It, It will be unique to each and every one of us. Being that we all have our own individual fingerprint, uh, what I have learned 
is that to cultivate a sense of belonging, uh, really, for most people, there are some similar components. And I learned an acronym from uh, another uh, DEI or diversity trainer named uh, Karen Taylor. And so she's more in the consulting realm of, of organizations uh, and kind of larger communities, but um, she used PEACE, P-E-A-C-E, as an acronym uh, to bring forth kind of the, the components that, that we all can look at. And so, um, of course, those of you who work in organizations, I would, you know, it's a good thing to bring this in, but I think that you can turn it uh, inwards and, and the same will apply for us. So the P in uh, peace stands for psychological safety. And I think you could also include physical safety in that too, but they're kind of hand in hand. And to me, that's probably the most important or the, the central uh, component. It's important to know the, the triggers that set off your kind of psychological makeup. Um, it's important to learn practices to help soothe or calm or restore a sense of safety if it is broken. And that actually takes a lot of self-awareness. Uh, for me, it's taken therapy, it's taken years of sitting quietly um, and feedback and reflections from others. And I, again, think it's probably the most compo uh, important uh, component because uh, if we don't feel psychologically safe, the chance for us to become traumatized or re-triggered is, is quite high. Um, so if you don't uh, understand your own psychological safety, it's really hard to, to keep it intact. Uh, the E is for empathy. And most people know what empathy is. So again, this just really speaks to the compassion and care that you have uh, to be able to demonstrate to yourself and others. The A is for acceptance. Uh, and this is speaking to your authentic self. So in a, you know, a public kind of context, you don't want to always bring your most authentic, like uh, troubled self maybe uh, forward. That's not what this means. Maybe your um, uh, truest, maybe your best authentic self is a better way of putting that. And I think it's quite often, at least for, for myself uh, being a person of color, I, I haven't always been uh, good at doing that. And even just being authentic, like I was saying when I woke up this morning, I, I'm tired, and that's okay. And welcome my tired self rather than trying to, I don't know what, what my mind is, uh, give myself an excuse or a reason for um, some foreseen complication due to sleepiness. The um, C is for connection. And uh, in connection, it's most important for us to feel connected, perhaps to something that's bigger uh, or more maybe um, bigger or just outside of ourselves. And I know that's kind of contrary because we're talking about cultivating kind of an inner self, uh, but it's important for us to have um, purpose that we really believe in. The E uh, is for embraced. So if you could just stop for a moment and again, uh, imagine how it feels to receive a great big hug from someone who's really appreciative of you. And then just see if there's a way you can turn that, that feeling uh, inward towards yourself. 
if that's a little too uh, odd or <laughs> strange, uh, you can perhaps journal to yourself about the things that you appreciate most about yourself and are grateful for. And for many of us, uh, especially for me, that can be very difficult, but that's probably all the more reason to engage in that pra practice. You know, you really have to embrace yourself. Otherwise, you can't expect others to. In addition to belonging, I also think it's uh, worthwhile to consider the other side of the same coin, which is loneliness. And as we've already uh, covered, belonging is needed for survival. The impacts of loneliness, um, well, there's been even more studies now that we've went through COVID, right? Um, loneliness easily uh, contributes to many more ailments. Um, I think it's probably close competition with stress. Um, but uh, it's known that people that, um, or the impacts of loneliness uh, can have effects on our mental health and uh, can cause depression and, and many more ailments. Social genius uh, Brene Brown says, belonging is not something we negotiate with the outer world, but it's something that we actually carry in our hearts. She says uh, that those who have a high sense of belonging not only find sacred um, in being part of something, that's bigger than themselves, but also, and I think this is important, have the courage to stand alone. So reflecting back on Maya's quote, uh, you are only free when you realize you belong no place. You belong every place, no place at all. The price is high, the reward is great. And what she meant by that is belonging to something uh, is something we have to carry and cultivate in our heart. If we can do that, then our sense of belonging is not something that's negotiated by the outside world. <clears throat> she also reminds us on our path, on our journey, uh, we feel alone a lot. And uh, I'm just settling into that expression. And, and that's actually okay. We can find beauty and strength from that place. It doesn't mean that we shouldn't be a part of something that is bigger, but it's massively important to believe and provide a sense of belonging to yourself. Uh, the world is completely, as I was saying uh, earlier, full of ways uh, to help us not believe in ourselves, to have doubt in ourselves, and if we don't believe in our Buddha nature, um, if we don't try to feel a sense of belonging in ourself, uh, the, the world, unfortunately, will provide the, the other side of that spirit. And this is why it's so important to really cultivate and practice with this understanding in our heart-mind uh, we must learn how to truly trust our Buddha nature. As Buddhists, we're asked to keep this truth in mind as we move through the world and engage with others. Buddhism, in essence, speaks to the fact that we are all completely connected and there's absolutely nothing that can change that. It's inherent to our into our life. Uh, 
Yeah. I think I can stop there. Everything belongs. <laughs>